The Film Freak Show with Leo Quinones is powered by Krikorian Premier Theaters, where movie going is always a premier event. Krikorian Theaters, the preferred theater of The Film Freak Show. You know, I have a choice, as do you. We'll get to that in a second. Welcome to America's longest-running movie talk show, the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. I am Leo Quinones, a far cry from a movie critic. I just love movies. From the King's Speech all the way down to Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I love them all, folks. And we are broadcasting live, globally, on a bunch of different networks. Let's see. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify. Glad to be here. Thank you to EntertainmentEarth.com. Go there, discover them. You will be bewildered on what they have. All kinds of collectibles, statues, action figures, you name it. And if you know the Film Freak, that's me, you're going to get 10% off your purchase if you use the promo code Film Freak. So, there we go. I hope you had a great Christmas. Hope it was amazing. Hope you got everything that you asked for. So, that begs the question, The Matrix Resurrections. Now... We have a choice, I've said before, see it on the big screen or see it on HBO Max. I'm here in studio with producer Mike. Hey, Mike, what's happening? Hey, hope everybody had a great holiday. And Suede, okay. Thanks for having me in, Leo. Happy right. late Christmas. Yes, th <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys, it comes down to a choice. So, are you going to see The Matrix Resurrections... At home, on HBO Max, or on the big screen? That is my question to both of you. Mike? I know you're not going to like this answer, Leo, but I'm going to watch it at home on my Sony Bravia 70-inch TV. And I like to be able to do that at home because uh, The Matrix, it's a visually stunning movie, I'm sure, as the previous ones were. And I find that there's a certain legal herbal substance in California that's really conducive to watching these kinds of films. And uh, I know you can't do that in the actual movie theater, but I can do that from the comfort of my home on my 70-inch Sony Bravia with my 7.1 Sony receiver and with my nice cat, Agnes K. Meowington, in my lap. So it comes down to smoking pot. I want to smoke pot while I watch the Matrix movies. That's correct, Leo. Okay. I've never smoked pot before. You, you, go with me here. Okay. So I'm seeing The Matrix on a big screen. Uh-huh. 
and you are, but you've under the influence of marijuana. Of cannabis, that's correct. So what is the difference, me sober, to you under the influence? Well... Me first. I mean, it's a, an experience that I don't think I can really explain. No, no. How would a person see it straight? How would a person see it straight? I mean, not under the influence. Can you actually articulate that? I mean, what what am I missing? What am uh, I? You're missing. A, I, I think that uh, cannabis really kind of opens up your emotions a little bit more, and oh. it, it can make a, a bad movie seem better than it actually is. I'm not. This is not to say that the Matrix is going to sure. be a bad movie, but it, it's also it, it just uh, it heightens your senses a little bit, and it also just makes things a little bit more interesting. Could you sleep through the second act? No, not necessarily. No, no, because you become so engrossed in it oh. that it, it's it, like I said, it makes a bad movie even better because you become so engrossed in, in every little detail, every little storyline, and it just makes things seem like quote unquote more awesome. All right, now, Suede, what about you? Are you going to see it with the help of pot or not? Uh, without the help of pot, I believe. <laughs> um, so I will be seeing it in theaters. It is the kind of visual movie that I, I need to be in a, a theater for. I think it's a similar thing to when we talked about Dune. I had to see Dune in a theater because that movie would have bored the absolute crap out of me at home. It would have been the right. same thing with uh, with any either of the Blade Runner movies. I've seen both of them in theaters. And if I had watched either of the Blade Runner movies at home, I would have just been bored to tears. That's a really good point, too, because and, and, cause when you are watching a movie at home, it's really easy to get distracted because you start walk, looking on your phone. Yeah. You start, you know, doing other texting, texting, mm-hmm. or like also what happens too is like you see something in the movie, like, oh, that, oh, that, he's, this is a great actor. Oh, let me just look up what else he's been in. And then, like, <laughs> meanwhile, you've just been like on a 15 minute whack Wikipedia. Yeah. I prefer to see this when I go. I'm going down to the Krikorian Metroplex 18 in Buena Park, and they have this Dolby Atmos theater and it is supreme sight and supreme sound and that's the way i saw the original matrix on the warner brothers lot and i i'm gonna watch all of them on hbo max this is actually a fascinating question i like to ask people is what when you first saw the matrix yes when you first saw that movie in the theater and you walked out of that theater what did you think um I thought I saw it before it came out, like two weeks before it was out, and I just got on the Matrix bandwagon, and maybe I was one of the first ones to jump on it, but I was a complete believer. That is the best science fiction movie of the last 25 years. That's it's. I had the exact same experience. I saw it uh, at the United Artists Theater in Old Town Pasadena, which has long since closed. And I remember walking out of that movie, I was sober, mm-hmm. walking out of that movie and just thinking, there's never been a better science fiction movie slash kung fu movie mm-hmm. slash dystopian future movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. And everybody I know was at that point and still is in love with Trinity. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I mean, there's that, but, um, oh, geez. The Matrix, h- how do I break it down? I mean, that's the greatest science fiction movie of the last 25 years. Uh, the number two science fiction movie of the last 25 years is Galaxy Quest. Oh, that's a take. <laughs> it, that's a take. It, that That is... If you think about it, it is right in the pocket. I mean, it was it was sci-fi, it was comedy, it was heartfelt, and great actors. I mean, Sam Rockwell. Remember Sam Rockwell in that? I mean, he, uh, Tony Shalhoub, Alan Rickman. 
Uh, let's see. Tim Allen. Tim, Tim Allen. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Sigourney Weaver. I mean, that cast just stands up, and I I do believe that's the number one and the number two movie for you know what science science fiction. And so you wouldn't incorporate any of the Marvel movies. As, you don't think any of those are have scientific you know sci fi genre uh, aspects to them. A good question. I think Marvel movies are comic book movies rather than science fiction because comic book movies are completely made up and i just don't see them as science fiction movies and you know the star wars ones when they started mass producing them it's like oh yeah yeah it's uh you know what here's another star wars movie it became not so special. Well, also, too, with The Matrix, that was right when the internet started to become ubiquitous. And so, you know, there's a big part of, you know, networking and the internet kind of stuff going on in The Matrix, too. And that was, like, right when first people started to get email and broadband and stuff like that. And so I think it made it even more relatable to a lot of the audience. Yeah, and The Matrix, they have this thing where there's a green hue whenever they're in The Matrix. And the Wachowskis... They are so incredibly creative, and I really can't wait to see what Lana Wachowski has done. And you know what? Groundbreaking is the only word I come back to. I will not see a trailer online. No, no, no. I just don't want to see anything. I don't want to see Keanu and Carrie Ann on the talk shows. I just want to see The Matrix Resurrections. So join me, won't you? HBO Max with a lot of pot or at the Gregorian Metroplex 18 in Buena Park. Why not? You're listening to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus, it's their favorite radio show. All right. The Matrix Resurrections. Deadpool fans, listen up. The Merc with the Mouth can be yours, literally. A full-sized, jive-talking head. I've seen it, and it's awesome. But first, you've got to know, partners with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years, EntertainmentEarth.com is the online destination for avid collectors of mint condition items like Deadpool action figures, Deadpool stunning replicas, and killer Deadpool statues to display. The redhead comes with over 600 sayings like... I'm touching myself tonight. It's brutal. It's ugly. It's Deadpool's head. Body not included. It comes with free shipping in the USA and take 10% off your order right now by using the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at entertainmentearth.com. One more time, the deadhead, free shipping, 10% off, promo code FILMFREAK. Leo Quinones is the Film Freak. What exactly do you do for a living? I'm rocking that monkey maze, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what the hell is the monkey maze? Ah, oh, it's like a terrifying death trap, but for little kids. You're working at the uh, fair. You're a carny. Nah, I drive a motorcycle. <laughs> All right. For Rumor the Millers, Joe Dirt, and all other assorted carnies, welcome back to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. We're talking about movies. What's out now? One wide, wide release is Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro. I'm always in for his latest edition of Sick, Twisted Madness. 
And that's what this is. It is about uh, the time set, like a nine, late 1940s. The sets are incredible. It was a production designer's dream. It is, I mean, there's carts and carnival things and merry-go-rounds. And he just paints the picture like a brush. And it is just so nice to see. Now, the acting. Bradley Cooper, uh, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, Willem Dafoe, Ron Perlman, Timothy Blake Nelson, a couple more. All-star cast. But for me, it's about, I'm not giving anything away. Just saying, Bradley Cooper, his character is let's just say this this character what goes around comes around uh oh yeah exactly it's about karma and it's it's a dark dark movie there may be one laugh maybe one and a quarter laughs in this but that's it so anyways if you love Guillermo del Toro of course you're going to go see that. And I saw it at the Kerkorian Metroplex 18 in Buena Park, and it was awesome to see it on the big screen. Let me switch over now to another movie. Again, Kerkorian, Buena Park. I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. See what you're, what are you what are you trying what, what's your well, body I'm, language? I'm, I'm just jealous. I'm jealous. I think uh, that the Spider-Man movies, you know, post Phase Four, whatever it is of Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think that they're really holding the torch to the previous Marvel movies. Here we go. Um, are we getting the Film Freak review right now. The Film Freak first take. Now I think you should see it. With that said, it felt like a damn Marvel movie. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well. It didn't feel like The Eternals. It didn't feel like Ten Rings. It felt like a Marvel movie, you know? So there is that. And this movie, again, requires a suspension of disbelief. If you don't believe Spider-Man is swinging through the streets of New York, then the movie has no place to go for you. You have to let it go and just say, hey, I'm in a comic book movie and it's time for me to just go with it. Not enough people do that, and I think that's really just too bad. I think that's um, it shows they can only like something rooted in reality. I mean, I love movies rooted in reality, but I don't live and die. I won't die on that hill. So anyways, there are some familiar faces, and of course you may have read about them, and I won't say their names here, but it's awesome that they are there. One that you do know about that's on the poster is Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. He does some amazing superhero work here. I mean, he's a big part of the plot and his performance, it drives. I think this movie was more emotional than other Marvel films. And 
I had no problem with that because I am not the same guy that saw the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or the, even the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I like that they're drawing on emotions more. Um, Zendaya doesn't really do it for me, but okay. She's, you know, Spider-Man's girlfriend. That's fine. But I will tell you this. People, do not leave. Do not leave until you see the two Marvel teasers. One is about halfway through the credits, okay? And then I thought, well, maybe I just better stay. Maybe there's another one. Maybe. So it's about three minutes. Okay, I'm just waiting there. I mean, the logo goes up. Where it was filmed at goes up. Sony goes up. And then the screen, it, I, I think it actually goes blank for two seconds. And then, whoosh, there is another one right there. And it kind of played into what, I don't even want to tell you what's in it. That would be a cheap shot to tell you what's in it. Do go check it out, though. So what are you saying? Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, every Marvel movie is going to have a post credit scene. Yeah. And I think that's, it's awesome. They always, My favorite one was, uh, I think it was after one of the Avengers movies where they, they were just eating shawarma. Yeah, they're sitting around the table, and there's Chris Hemsworth just like killing a burger, and the rest of them is hanging out. So a quick thing about that about that was Chris Evans was filming something else and had to grow a beard when they went back and reshot that. So if you look at Captain America, Chris Evans is literally holding his hand over his face for that entire post credit scene because he has a beard and he can't have a beard as Captain America. So they like had him cover himself up. Well, Spider Man made fifty million dollars on the Thursday before it opened. And it really kind of crushed it over a hundred million dollars, maybe like one hundred and fifty. Just really, really crushed it. And it's a post-pandemic record. Now I was okay going into a theater, and to see it sold out was kind of refreshing. But it kind of wasn't refreshing, if you can. I mean, wow, these people are all like-minded, but we all had masks on, so it was a drag. So. I don't know what to say. I mean, maybe we'll get rid of that in 2022. Who knows? What do you think is going to happen in 2022? I'm hoping for a little bit of a mask lift so that we can just go into the movies, see everybody's shining faces, and all scream at the same screen. It's all dependent on this Omicron variant. I mean, they say it's far more contagious, but less less damaging than the other variants. But, I mean, hopefully by the springtime, and it's also wintertime, too, people are, you know cooped together but you know, hopefully we'll see how things get back to normal well again i hope you had an amazing christmas getting ready for new year we're going to be here in 2022 thank you for listening to the film freak movie talk show and you know what thank you suede thank you producer mike you guys are always awesome to talk movies about and uh i want to thank you for listening and here we go this is the film freak movie talk show bradley cooper's favorite radio show ow have you been searching for a less harsh tasting vodka well then fix it with fix vodka 100 woman owned marin miklas is the creator and founder of fix vodka fix is nothing but american made high alkaline water is the key fix vodka is non-acidic 10 times distilled non-gmo completely vegan and naturally gluten-free. Fix Vodka recently won the double gold medal at San Francisco's World Spirits Competition. That's the most prestigious award for spirits given in the world. Oh, get your Fix Vodka now at liquorverse.com. 
That's fixed vodka at liquorverse.com. The smoothest tasting vodka on the market. Fixed vodka at liquorverse.com. Yeah. Time for an Entertainment Earth exclusive. Peace was the only thing John Lennon ever used his notoriety for. His profound impact to this day, well, it's immortal. Now, partners with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years, EntertainmentEarth.com is the online destination for avid collectors of mint condition items. Add class to your Funko music collection with the late, great John Lennon. Decked out in all-white deco, except for his trippy psychedelic colored shades, (laughs) imagine making a John Lennon fan's holiday season. This John Lennon exclusive Funko will sell out and take 10% off your order right now by using the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at entertainmentearth.com. One more time, the John Lennon Funko, 10% off using the promo code FILMFREAK. Leo Quinones is the Film Freak. Y'all be cool. Right on. I am the film freak. The name, Leo Quinones. That, you're hearing, is Del Paxton. Time to blow from that thing you do. And it's kind of a jazzy little tune. There's also another movie that is out now. It is a movie called The Tender Bar. You get it? It's a play on words. You know, the bartender, the tender bar. And this was a George Clooney-directed film with Ben Affleck in the lead role. And huh, what can I say about this one? Um, it's a critic's favorite, meaning it was rooted in reality. So they love it, you know? So I don't know. I think George Clooney knows how to direct a good movie. If you guys have ever seen this movie, just let me know now. Suede, Mike, The Monuments Men. Just watched that for the first time about six months ago. What'd you think? I liked it. I like anything World War II. What was your reservation about it? It's... It's just one of those ones that got past me, and uh, I believe Matt Damon's in that too. Oh yeah, and John Goodman. John Goodman. It's a great cast. Bob Belban. I think George Clooney is a good director. I don't necessarily know if he is the best script connoisseur mm. because Good Night, Good Luck was a was a beautifully directed movie, sure. but I think that the story, uh, just the scripts, the storytelling was a little bit uh, flawed. Mm. All right. So, what about you, Swade? Have you seen Monuments Men? I have. I uh, that's one of the most star-studded casts I've seen in a long time. Sure. Uh, we, uh, I think uh, on our pre-Christmas show we talked about Bill Murray. Bill Murray's also in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. But uh, I think George Clooney is. I have to follow on what Mike said. I don't think he's great at selecting a script. I think the people that are sending him scripts need to. Send him some better ones to to choose from. So well, I'm that's a certain, iffy on the tender bar. That's certainly the case um, with the tender bar. 
But uh, I back to monuments, man. I I like you, Mike. I like watching World War Two. So this is actually a, a true story for all intents and purposes. Given the script, if it's taking license or not, who knows? But it's about a bunch of guys who go into well all over the world, right? And they're looking for stolen art. And you know what? Just to think that Hitler was such a prick that if he didn't win. He was going to destroy it all. I mean, what a colossal prick. It, sure was, Leo. Sure was indeed. Also, what's great about the Monuments Men, too, is the World War II thing is all the, you know, John Goodman and the rest of the cast, they're not soldiers. They are like, you know, art oh, yeah. appraisers. They are like, you know, architecture specialists who go through this sort of like fast rudimentary military training, put together, uh, inducted in the service to find, you know, the, this arts and all this, this great looted wealth that that prick Hitler and his SS goons took. And so that was it's not only a great World War Two movie, but it's a really good fish out of water story, too. Right. So um, anyone within the listening distance of producer Mike's voice, Sway's voice or my voice, um, you should definitely see. The Monuments Men. I mean, that you're right. That is one that just slipped by, uh, didn't do anything at the box office, and it was just uh, something in the trailer kind of caught my eye. I said, yeah, this is one I, I definitely have to see. I heard a great story recently about George Clooney and the Monuments Men. Let's go. Uh, George Clooney was doing an interview, and he says that he writes letters. If he gets upset at somebody, he's you know a nice guy, but if he gets upset, right. he'll write you a letter. And a particular critic apparently put this theory out there. You probably heard this, where um, George Clooney's movies that he directed, this critic says, no, George Clooney didn't direct this. It's actually Steven Soderbergh directed this, and they put George Clooney's name on it. Right. And so George Clooney wrote this this critic a letter uh, with uh, those full of expletives and just denying that and saying that, you know, why would I do this? Blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, the very end of the letter, he says, signed George Clooney. P.S. I wrote this letter. <laughs> and another thing about that movie, Matt Damon, um, every night as the filming went on, George Clooney would instruct the set dresser or the the person who tailors the clothes to take in his pants just a half inch a day and matt damon was all self-conscious he's like wait wait what and he just played it off he's like i I don't know what you're talking about and he let matt damon just figure it out for at least a week (laughs) i mean he is the greatest i mean i will tell you in the weeks to come some of the most amazing george clooney pranks and he is one of the great pranksters and uh yeah well also that he's one of the great friends of all time he's just a story where he got his 17 best friends and gave them all a million dollars in cash wow well okay we'll end on that note because i was number 18 <laughs> i was wishing for a little something but not even a click so anyways thank you we're going to be back here uh next week with more reviews film freak first takes and it is awesome awesome that you're here and thank you so much and we're gonna do it all through 2022 and whether you're george clooney brad pitt or ben affleck hey you just keep hanging right here listening to the film freak oh, I know about the way this-